1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely high-T co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on?
0: It's funny you say that because I'm feeling particularly low-T at the moment uh, after being owned viciously on Twitter for about 48 hours straight. But I I wanted the people to know, first of all, uh, that JJ is podcasting Through illness, this is as he said before the show, this is his Jordan flu game
1: right now. I was thinking about just being like a total dick throughout it, just to like, I I feel bad guys (laughs) right now. I just, I'm exhausted, I'm achy. It's just one of those, you know, you feel like you just feel like trash. I'm not, I I had some nausea earlier today, Mm -hmm. it's just not a good situation. We've all been there before, and that's what I feel like today. So if I'm short, if I'm a jerk, that's why.
0: Yeah, right, it's not the usual stuff. Uh, (laughs) but you know, the the people need their takes and, and that's, that's what's most most important here. We, we posted our, uh, week five streaming picks on the Patreon page earlier today. We'll talk about those in a minute, but if you're not a patron, you know, consider joining.
1: I I agree. So, so before we look at what happened last week, Denny, uh, over the weekend, my wife and I uh, took like a 36 hour trip it's like a three and a half hour drive we went to uh carolina beach right outside of wilmington and we took our daughter for the first time to the beach she's 14 months old now Mm -hmm. okay and it was the first time that i experienced the beach with a kid and it's it's an insanely different experience yeah there's 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 sand everywhere there's yeah so she was a little apprehensive at first to like you know, like put her feet in the sand and we ended up just, she, yeah. she wore like her swim shoes the whole time because she didn't like her, her feet in the sand, but oh, she yeah. would, she would just sprint into the ocean. Like she would just go in the ocean. If, if we weren't around, she would just be in the ocean right now.
0: And hence, hence being at the beach with a kid uh, is different in this way. It's no longer fun. That's right. That's it, 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 you, you, you can't, you cannot have fun because if you have fun, uh, your kid, you know, might be in, in
1: grave danger. Let's just you know, say, let's say this, let's say this. It's a different kind of fun.
0: I, I think, well, you can say what you want. I, <laughs> I, I find it, uh, incredibly anxiety provoking and not enjoyable in the least. Um, and, and, and I've, I've been really, really open about this with uh, the parents we go to the beach with, uh, because I think that you have to have the assumption at all times that the sea will swallow your child. Yeah. At, at any moment and if you don't have that assumption then I think you're kind of playing a dangerous game
1: yeah especially you know I, I didn't know what her reaction was going to be like to the ocean itself you know again at first she's she's a cautious kid and then once she's like in she's in you know right. and and so she again she was just like you know, I don't know if I like the sand on my feet. I don't know if I like this water rushing up on me. The The cutest slash funniest thing, though, is when she would stand at the edge of the water and the waves would come up and, you know, the water would go up past her and then it'd come back down and she would try to walk away. But she's looking down while she's walking and, <laughs> and the water is moving backwards. Yeah. She, yeah, so yeah, She yeah. just immediately falls over because she has no idea what's like it's, it's like her whole world is literally spinning.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, very funny to see. I remember the first time we took Xavier to the beach. He would actually just stand there as the water rushed past his feet. He would just stand there and scream, you know, <laughs> yeah. because I think I think he thought he was being taken away, you know, by, yeah. by the water. Who can blame him? I mean, he's this tiny, tiny thing. And, and the, you know, the ocean, I don't know if you noticed, but it's large. Um, and uh, yeah, so the uh, they're, they're intimidated. They're 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 scared. But mostly mostly for me, the, the experience on the beach used to be you know, listening to music, uh, reading a book, uh, maybe taking a nap. There is none of that.
1: No, there's none of that. There's none of that. But I, I will say, I I am on Team Pool as opposed to Team Ocean. I <laughs> the older I've gotten, we might have talked talked about this before. Talking, we might have talked about this before, guys. It's my flu game, my flu podcast. Uh, but I, I, the older I get, the more I don't want to go in the ocean. Yeah.
0: No, I I have no desire to go in the ocean, honestly. And the the pool the pool is better, but it's also it's also dangerous. I I also think that you have to operate under the assumption that your your kid is is in is in danger at all times. I went to a pool party uh, over the summer where the same kid almost drowned three times in the same in the same party in the same hour and a half span, and his parents were nowhere uh, to be found. Yeah, that's, and I that's just, rough. I just thought, how many? Just thought, how much? How many times does this happen? This has to happen all the time. It's it's just I just find the whole water experience uh, terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's definitely anxiety provoking for sure. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's look at what happened in week four. Really strange week in fantasy football in general. There were some low quarterback scores across the board. So even though Daniel Jones was our top play. Uh, he had 12.3 fantasy points. It really didn't crush you overall, uh, just no. given how other players scored, including Patrick Mahomes, didn't, who didn't throw a touchdown. Remember that rant about touchdown regression, Denny? Do you remember that right. on this show? Yeah. yeah. that's It's almost like regression's a real thing. Almost, uh, almost. And by the way, the whole regression idea is about how they're scoring touchdowns, for the record. And they, they scored a lot of rushing touchdowns. That's that's what happens. That's That's what goes on. Anyway. We also streamed Marcus Mariota. Uh, that was a, a, a fun call. He ended up having 23.3 fantasy points. Jacoby Brissett had 22.5 fantasy points. So two of the three there, uh, not bad. Case Keenum, uh, he got benched. But I, this is the other thing that I want to like just talk about. Like We record this on Tuesday, and I'm not trying to make an excuse. Like We, we liked Case Keenum this week to a degree. I mean, he was in the, the Brissett, Marcus Mariota tier. Um, but I was on Facebook live before, uh, games kicked off and with the Terry McLaurin injury, I, I basically was off case Keenum and I was talking about it on the show. And so there, there are instances where things are going to change. We try to update, we try to get to our Twitter accounts, but a lot's going on on Sunday morning. We can't always do that. So you guys can feel free to just ask us and we can tell you how we're feeling, or you can join my Facebook live, uh, where I'm answering those questions all the time.
0: Right and also I we have a start sit thread on the Patreon that I try to I, I try to get to on Sunday mornings along with you know Thursdays and Fridays as well. By the way, good call on Mariota. I was a doubter. Thank you. But you I think you trusted that Ilana was quite quite bad. yeah, ke- the, yeah, yeah, I did. Keanu Neal.
1: Not having Keanu Neal, it was a huge deal for them last year, it's going to be a huge deal for them again this year.
0: Yeah, this is a, uh, I I had forgotten that this is a matchup based podcast and wow, the matchup was good. That's right.
1: Uh, Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, Kyle Allen. He ended up scoring, uh, four fantasy points. So that's great. It was just a really bad week overall at quarterback. It wasn't just the, the three streamers that did poorly for us out of the five. It was really just a bad week in general. Uh, tight end was a lot better. Uh, will Disley. He ended up uh, with 18.7 fantasy points. He was one of the best tight ends of the week. Uh, Dawson Knox had 8.8 fantasy points. He wasn't bad at all. Uh, and then there were two bad ones in Vernon Davis, who uh, basically just just uh, retired once uh, Dwayne Haskins came under center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sean Culkin, who... The process the process the process because Lance Kendricks did something at least I'm pretty sure Sean Culkin if I recall like tore his Achilles or something
0: he did he tore I think it was before the half actually yeah Um, yeah 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 Uh, um by the way on the who was the first tight end you mentioned there Vernon Davis no uh Disley uh I'm just glad I'm proud uh, of our little mediocre podcast for being the only ones who were on Will Disley for week four. Thank <laughs> yeah, God. For that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> wait. For, I can't wait for someone to hit us up on Twitter and be be angry at that comment. He's dude. He's now owned it like ninety percent of. Oh yeah. He's he's not. He's 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 retired. He's graduated. But that yeah. like the thing with uh with Disley is that he legitimately is probably going to be a tight end one from here on out i yeah i called him a sell on 15 transactions this week because he's not going to have a 30 percent target share and keep up the scoring pace um but i still think that without like nick vanette there he could realistically just be a tight end one and given the fact that you know it's a really bad uh tight end landscape yeah uh defense sure. defense was really good for us this week two out of, two out of the three were really good options you had seattle against arizona as our deeper play uh they had a uh, defensive touchdown at the beginning of that, towards the beginning of that game, uh, Indianapolis scored three. That wasn't great. They really just, just pooped the bed against Oakland. My God.
0: Yeah. It turned, it turned ugly very, very quickly. Yeah.
1: Um, but the number one defense for us this week was the Steelers who scored 19. Um, I'm pretty pumped about that because I I don't remember, well, this happens a lot when there are Island games where, where we get hit up, uh, from people if things go poorly or, or, well, um, and in this case, it went well because a lot of people had the Steelers left. They were down like 15. They mm-hmm. needed a miracle, and then the Steelers sacked Andy Dalton 69 times in that game. So they ended up winning <laughs> uh, and getting that that uh, that 54 point margin of victory. Uh, and I
0: still, I still had two people on Twitter say, um, "I listened to the show and I did not have the takeaway of playing the, playing the Steelers defense. I I thought that we." Push them pretty hard. Yeah.
1: Not only that, listen to the late round podcast too. I I talked about the Steelers defense all week. They were in 15 transactions. They were in my start sit show. Like you, stop, stop, just stop, people. I don't.
0: I I I was really confused. I was like, I I listened back actually because I was like, did we just like glance over, like gloss over them, like like oh yeah, the Steelers. Anyway, let's go to the next one. No, we were like the Steelers. I would definitely play them over so and so and so. Yeah, I, and and Seattle was a deep play, right? I yeah. You know, so I I I mean, I that was, there was a disconnect there with between us and some listeners, but I hope you did play the Steelers.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're on to week five. Uh, I'll kick things off at the quarterback position. I'm going to start off with Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Um, he's actually been pretty freaking good this year overall. Uh, he actually had, you know, he's tied for the league lead in touchdown passes. Really. Yeah, but that's part of the problem. I think there is some worry is the fact yeah. that touch, touchdown regression could hit because he has a seven point four percent touchdown rate, which is only, uh, which is better than everyone not named Lamar Jackson and Mason Rudolph actually has a really high touchdown rate. Um, but oh, yeah. uh, that doesn't really matter that much from from like a Mason Rudolph perspective. Uh, but those touchdown rate does regress, and seven point four percent is really high. It's not something that that Jacoby Brissett's going to maintain. With that being said you can't ignore this matchup this week. He gets Kansas City. They've allowed two top 10 performances, one top 15 performances. performance. That was to Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. who, as we know, didn't even play the full game. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're giving up top 10 uh, fantasy points against the quarterback position. It's the highest over-under on the slate. Um, I, I think that it's a good play, regardless of regression hitting. I don't think that we should scream regression in a game against Kansas City. I mean, you know, I, here, Here's what could happen, is that He's not going to maintain that touchdown rate per se, but he might have to throw the ball more than more than 25 times.
0: Yeah, exactly. The yardage might be there for, for once. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean Marlon Mack might be out, right?
1: Yeah, Marlon Mack might be out. I mean, there's likely going to be a negative game script. I think they're like 11-10 or 11-point underdogs right now. So, mm. likely to be a negative game script. That's, you know, I don't love the fact that we're targeting a quarterback as that big of an underdog, but at the same mm. time, you know, anyone against Kansas City is going to have to keep up pace.
0: They had that has a crazy over under, doesn't it? 57. Yeah, it's like 57,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Oof, yeah. Uh, so it, this wouldn't be living the stream in 2019 if we did not mention Gardner Minshew the eighth. That's right. And who has emerged, I think, just off the top here, as like a quintessential floor play. So in in, in his four games, he has 17 points, 16 points, 17, and 16. Uh, and that and then the, the first game obviously like like JJ just said was not actually a full game. So I don't I don't know if he really has like a huge ceiling, although that game against Tennessee could have been a ceiling game if Westbrook wouldn't have been so terrible. I'm I'm not I'm I'm over that though, obviously. Um uh so I think that he is a four play. The Jags have an eighteen and a half point and point implied total here, which is you know not fantastic, not exactly what we're looking for. Uh they're three and a half point road dogs against Carolina. Um but Minshew, like I said Is, is scoring that 16-17 range He's thrown multiple touchdowns In three of those four games And uh, he's still out there In 85% of leagues um, You know, just for an example I have him in a super flex league And I'm I'm really happy Just plug him in every week um, So the, the matchup is not fantastic The situation is not fantastic And obviously Brissett is, is a much Much better play this week But I think Minshew is in play
1: yeah, so I think the third quarterback, who I would put I would put above Minshew, I think Minshew is a deeper play this mm-hmm. week, just given that implied team total and the the situation they're in. Um, but I think Andy Dalton's not a bad play. I know that everyone saw what he did on Monday night. They saw how bad that offensive line was. It's a tough matchup, though, for Dalton. In the division, on the road against Pittsburgh, usually doesn't play well in the division, usually doesn't play well in primetime. It was just a combination. I actually saw a lot of people touting Dalton last week. I was kind of shocked by that. I just thought yeah. that process didn't make that much sense but i mean we're wrong all the time too so i really shouldn't be talking uh but anyway dalton is playing uh at home they're a slight home favorite the over under set at like 47 and a half some places so uh I-, I think that's a little bit low i could see that going over and the main mm-hmm. reason for that is arizona ranks first and seconds per play so they're the fastest paced team cincinnati's sixth both, both teams are top seven in neutral situa- situation uh, pace, so uh, I, I think it could be a, a fast-paced game um, between two offenses that have been throwing out the ball a decent bit, and Arizona's defense has now allowed three top six performances, and then Russell Wilson this past week only had 14 fantasy points, but part of that was because they didn't really need to do much offensively because they were able to get a defensive touchdown, uh, nice. and they had that positive game script throughout, whereas Cincinnati's defense is garbage. So I I don't I don't think they have, they'll have the luxury of just playing ahead the entire game and just running Joe Mixon into the ground. So I think Andy Dalton's right there with with Jacoby Brissett this week. Actually, I think Brissett's safer, but I yeah. think I think Dalton has pro, has at least a similar, if not better, ceiling than Brissett.
0: Uh, as the kids say, JJ, this Arizona Cincinnati game could pop. It could pop. it could pop. It could pop. It could pop. Just watch the pop. All right, last last quarterback streamer is Chase Q Daniel the uh, third. you knew this was coming. So the, the Bears are facing Oakland. They're they're on the road. Um so he's available everywhere. I have in my notes. He's available everywhere, except in your 12 team league, where everyone drafted four quarterbacks. That's I know. Right, right. Um so he scored twelve and a half points in in basically three quarters of play against Minnesota last week and two starts last year. Uh, I kind of forgot that he was decent last year in those starts. Chase Daniel threw for 230 and two touchdowns in one game and then 285 and one touchdown in the other. Um, The Bears have a 23-point total in this one. They're four-and-a-half-point road favorites. The matchup is not terrible. Oakland has allowed the eighth-most passing yards through four weeks, and only six defenses allow more yards per pass than Oakland. 75% of the touchdowns scored against Oakland and have come through the air this year. That's near the top of the league. And, uh, quarterbacks are really not facing much pressure against the Raiders. Only the Eagles have a lower sack percentage than the Raiders this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, is Chase Daniel not even that much of a downgrade if at all from Trubisky right now? I mean, right now the way that Trubisky has been playing. Yeah. I I feel
0: better about uh, say Allen Robinson, for instance, with, with Chase Daniel behind center. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, all right, at tight end, uh, someone who's not owned in as many leagues as as we are, we are we're owned in every league, every league <laughs> uh, is Jimmy Graham. Uh, so he's a streamer, technically. Uh, I think he's under. I think he's in like thirty five percent or thirty percent. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. a fringe streamer. Um, but there's likely no Devontae Adams this week. Um, and last week, without Devontae Adams for some of the game, uh, Jimmy Graham saw an eighteen point four percent target share. And on top of that, he saw some end zone looks. Um, so I, I just think that, you know, this game has a decently high over under. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say he's the the go to streamer if he's on your waiver wire this week. Uh,
0: he played basketball as well. Yes, that's think, that's a key point to make. Yeah, so. I really don't want to overlook that. I think I think too many people do these days. Uh, Noah Fant is our other streamer. He's still available in 89 percent of leagues. That'll probably change. That was going to change anyway because he had that touchdown last week against Jacksonville. The Broncos are six-point dogs at the Chargers, so it should be another pass-heavy script for Joe Flacco slash JJ. Uh, Fant has at least four targets in three of his four games uh, with a pretty solid yards per reception of 11.8. He's run the eighth-most pass routes among tight ends on the year. Uh, and the Chargers are an okay tight end matchup, allowing three touchdowns to tight ends over four weeks and around five uh, receptions per game to tight ends. Uh, LA allows a 13.5 schedule adjusted fantasy points to the tight end position.
1: The last tight end is someone who's coming off suspension. He's old enough to be our dad. Yes. It's Benjamin Watson. <laughs> uh, I, look, this is, this is definitely a dart throw type of play. Um, the Patriots though have a high implied team total So that's good. Maybe he can be involved there. I will say the Patriots have targeted tight ends at the lowest rate in the league to start the season. And now some of that might have to do with, with scheme and the way that they've run their offense, but it could also be lack of talent. And Mm -hmm. I don't think Ben Watson's bad. I think he's fine. Uh, so, you know, I, I, they, they might get him involved since he's coming off the suspension. There's a little bit of narrative there. Um, you could do worse.
0: I think you could do worse, but just by a little,
1: yeah, I like Noah Fant more than Watson, though.
0: I'm afraid with the Watson thing, I'm just afraid that the Patriots are just not going to use tight ends this year.
1: They might, they might not. I mean, that's that's yeah. what that's what their personnel might end up dictating, and, and has sort of dictated. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's he's better than what they've they've had at the position.
0: Right, right. The only thing more disappointing than the tight end position in New England is Sony Michelle.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, so. All right, defenses, Denny. Yes.
0: Yeah, defense. My defense. Is the Titans' defense so they they are three point home favorites against Buffalo? I guess possibly with without Josh Allen. I haven't heard an update yeah, on whether I he's seen playing.
1: Either.
0: Yeah, but that'll but probably obviously come in the next couple of days. Uh, so the Titans' defense is available in seventy five percent of leagues, uh, not yours. But in losses, if if Josh Allen does play, I think this is important. Josh Allen completes fifty percent of his passes. And has 13 interceptions and eight career losses. Only and and only the Giants and 49ers uh, turn the ball over more than the Bills this season have turned the ball over more than the Bills this season. So I think you have the formula for if game script kind of turns against Buffalo here, and you know that's that's not a given because c- I, I don't think Tennessee is that strong of a team, even though they you know uh, destroyed the Falcons last week. But if it does, I think that the Titans defense is, is in a clear position uh, to really take advantage there.
1: Yeah, I like Tennessee. I also like Carolina. Um, I know that we we mentioned Gardner Minshew as a deeper play. But even still, Carolina has the highest sack rate and the most sacks in the league uh, to start the season. Um, some people are going to say that they, they don't have short anymore on the defensive line, but uh, they haven't had them for the last couple of games anyway. Uh, but they're a top 10 team, uh, they're facing a top 10 team or a fringe top 10 team, I should say in Jacksonville and sack rate. So mm. there's potential for a lot of sacks, a low over under game, which should give them a floor. Um, it, it would be surprising if Jacksonville puts up like 27 plus points on them. I think
0: it would be kind of, yeah, it would be shocking. Almost. We could
1: see a situation similar to last week against, against Houston is my, my, my feel for that game.
0: Oh god, the Houston uh, passing game is just killing me.
1: Yeah. Uh, to recap, though, the Titans D, the Panthers D, Noah Fant, Ben Watson, Jimmy Graham. Uh, man, Ben Watson and Jimmy Graham. It's funny that Jimmy Graham's a streamer though. Now
0: it is. Uh, we for years we we fought against the Jimmy Graham train.
1: Yeah. yeah now he's now he's a part of us. Uh, Chase Daniel and Gardner Minshew as deeper plays, and then Brissett and Andy Dalton as more of the primary streaming quarterbacks. Uh, let's get to Twitter. First questions from our pal Jason Brown. I feel mm-hmm. like he always kicks things off. Yeah, he does. Uh, at number one punna. What's your biggest NFL announcer, pet peeve? Like what's something they say all the time that you hate? Also, how much Patreon blood money will it take for you both to live stream a game with your commentary?
0: Oh man.
1: That's actually not a bad idea if we could if we could uh, maybe is, is there a producer out there that can get us help us out with like a live stream and then we can send the link to, to all Patreon members. That'd be fun.
0: Well, I think we could just can't we just do that? On Patreon, I had to had to figure that out. Um, we'll figure
1: we'll figure something out. That would be fun though to do, like a random but, Thursday night game or something.
0: But but no, you know we don't need blood money. We just need real money. You know that's just, right. Just regular old money. Uh, so the the most annoying thing, I think, that an announcer says, what would it be? It would mine be, is
1: mine is well. Here's a guy.
0: Oh, yes. Oh my god. Um,
1: <laughs> it's tilting. It's very tilting.
0: Uh, oh, oh! Uh, thing, when the talk of momentum,
1: yeah, the talk think. of momentum sucks. You so. know,
0: just stuff like, like you know, Joe. I don't understand why he would call a time out there. The team has all the momentum now. That's now that's squashed. Now that's gone. It's you know what? Where where are you looking? Like how are you measuring this? How do you know the momentum? The momentum is gone just because the quarterback completed like two or three passes in a row. Right. That, like, does that constitute momentum? What if it was just one big pass in a row? I mean, what, what when are we? But the talk of momentum is so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I also can't believe that it's 2019 and we still have people citing and talking about uh, the uh, Team X is. Uh, you know, 29 and one whenever their running back goes for 70 or more yards. There was a Zeke one that went out around uh today or yesterday. I think Shannon Sharp said it, how uh the Cowboys are like, have like an insane record when Zeke goes for 75 or more yards. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's what you do. You just run Zeke, run Zeke, run Zeke, get him to 75 yards and then kneel on the ball for the rest of the game.
0: And then you win. And then you win. And then you, it's simple as that. It's simple as that. Uh, my so my favorite thing i saw this week is that there's a cowboys analytics account out there whose whose handle i don't have offhand. maybe i can find it later on on twitter it's really interesting because you know for years the cowboys have been uh, one of the most hostile teams to analytics um and and so there's this account out there who's saying you know cowboys fans like i want them to win you want them to win but you're killing us with this feed Zeke nonsense. Yeah. This hashtag feed Zeke. This is this is a losing formula, as you saw on on, on Sunday night. By the way, Booger McFarlane uh, almost uh, you know made me go insane on Monday night when he was saying, oh, when he was saying good for the Browns for committing to the run and sticking with the run against the Ravens, which of course. Is easy when you're up 14 points.
1: Right, right. You yeah, know, I, I think I think that booger is the reason I have uh, this flu podcast today.
0: I, it was it was infuriate. He was acting. He was talking as if the Browns stuck with the run when they were down by three scores in the fourth quarter. Right. They were they were up big, big in the fourth quarter, and they kept running and they had success. Good for them. But wow, he just he completely took that. And flipped it upside down and made it look like, you know, the Browns running the ball. Well, the Browns were running the ball, uh, uh, you know, down down a hundred in the fourth quarter, saying, "No, we are keeping it on the ground."
1: And he was also commenting how how like great it was that Cincinnati was still giving Joe Mixon the ball down twenty one in like the fourth quarter. Like uh, what what uh, is going on?
0: Uh, the, I, like I said on on Twitter, the the running down twenty one in the fourth quarter. It means that you don't have to fire Zach Taylor after that game. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I think you could. I think you could. I think that you could say, you know what? You're obviously not cut out for this. You're, you're gone. You're gone.
1: Wouldn't it be amazing if there were like that quick reactions to everything? Like just like just those those like coaches were fired like weekly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I if I were an owner, if I were if I were one of these uh, billionaire uh, owners who like Daniel Snyder, who bought his team when he was younger than me. Okay. Daniel Snyder was younger than I am when he bought Washington. Uh, I would I would very happily go to the coach after that game and be like, so you were running <laughs> in that situation. I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to go.
1: Also, I'm not saying it's great to fire people. I'm just saying that it would be an interesting thing to see teams not be so attached to certain players and coaches uh, and, and see – Uh, You know, because then they can find out if they have, you know, it's an easier way to search for, like, the person. Anyway, I'm sick, guys. All right, next question. (laughs) At that some beach, since we can't ask about poop anymore, can you give your take on people that abuse free samples? What's the proper way to respond to a sample abuser? One is more than enough for you to make... And then at the end it says, one is more than enough for you to make a buying decision, Karen. (laughs) Karen? I don't...
0: I don't know. I don't have a really strong take on this. I mean, are we talking about like ice cream samples? Yeah, something? I don't look.
1: You can't go. Did you watch Stranger Things season three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I just we right. just finished it like last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you can't like abuse it. But no. But and this is an abuse question. Like, what, what, you know, what is your take? Um, look, I'm I'm okay with people going to uh, a grocery store like a Sam's Club. And going around and getting the samples—that's why they're there. It's fine. Yeah.
0: but even a couple is fine. I mean, yeah, usually, right. you know, these these trays are full of stuff—cheese or ham or whatever it is.
1: You know, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna absolutely vomit right now.
0: Oh God. Oh wait! Oh oh sorry sorry yeah no oh but you know what though I'm always kind of grossed out by the. By the concept of just grabbing food off a tray where someone, you know, like I don't know where it's been. I don't know who's maybe accidentally touched it. So and, and you know, just the end, the end conversation for me in this situation is I never take a sample.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But, but, uh, but, uh, you know, Karen's fine taking two or three. Yeah. Let Karen do what she wants. Uh, At Books 31. Would you trade Waller for Marlon Mack if the tight end remaining on the wire are akin to the, to the streaming recommendations you offer each week? I would trade Darren Waller for Marlon Mack, yes.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, but I'm just wondering what your running back situation looks like. I mean, like, if you're already strong or okay at running back, then I might not do that. I, but, I mean, with the injury, I don't know. I feel like trading for an injured player is a little bit not great.
1: I would still do it. I think it's a strong trait. All right. Uh, Next at P Sheriff, how much do offensive coordinators actually impact individual fantasy performance of players? Doesn't most of it lie with the head coach? Um, No, it it lies with the coordinator. The coordinator is is calling plays and it's uh, the coordinator is scheming. And I mean the head coach, I mean, some head coaches are coordinating, but uh, coordinators mean a lot to fantasy football and to the way that players are used.
0: Yeah. I I'm trying to think of like a counter narrative to that, but that's exactly how it goes. I don't think the head coach affects it unless the head coach says enough of you calling plays. Now I'm doing
1: it. Yeah. Or if the head coach is like, we can't be using this particular player, but there, there are instances where like, like do Staley is the running backs coach for, for, for Philadelphia. And I know that he dictates a lot of what goes on with the rotation that they use for, for the Eagles. And so it's not all Doug Peterson. It's not, it's not simply him. It can be the other coaches as well. Uh next question. At fishing underscore podcast. Since it's silly to roster a retired tight end like Gronk, should I drop OJ Howard? <laughs> the <laughs> the man's been retired for years. Yeah, look, O.J. Howard was probably my worst call of the season. I, I thought that he was gonna potentially go Berserk, but at the same time, I hedged actually I should say, OJ Howard, I think I mentioned this on the show. O. J. Howard was one of those players that I liked a lot, but in like redraft leagues, didn't get nearly as much as I wanted. Like I was mad at myself for not having more OJ Howard. And I just got completely lucky, but hopefully you were able to, you know, if you have multiple leagues, you were able to hedge with like a Godwin because Godwin's a beast. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I think you can easily drop him. There's no reason to, yeah, he's not, he's not really part of the game plan. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Next question at B Glace found this Shakespeare passage. You ready? Mm -hmm. God, I have to do this during my flu game Uh, to be or have low T. That is the question. Whether 'tis nobler in the mind to suffer, the slings and arrows of outrageous injury, rate, or to take arms against a sea of waiver and roster decisions, and by opposing end them to die to sleep. Wow! Wow!
0: Did I read that pretty well for being sick? I think you read it really well, Jordan.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: uh, you. Uh, who 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 sent that?
1: Uh, that was that was Ben Glaceman. Ben, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's Ben. Uh, he 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 sends in a lot of questions. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. I feel like I have to put that on a pillow, like stitch that on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, or right, something. right. By the way, the Jordan flu game. He was he was hungover, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, I, I am not hungover, guys. Like I'm legitimately oh, sick.
0: Oh my god, you're right. It was a tequila hangover. You know, as a kid, I never even even considered that. I've never considered that until this moment.
1: No, oh, it's got to be a hangover. I mean, he, he either that or walk. either that or food poison. I saw Anthony Amico uh, tweet out like last week saying, "If he actually had the flu, why did no one else get the flu?" <laughs> And it's a, it's a fair fair comment to make. So it's either I'm hungover or I got food poisoning, which either way, I mean there's theories that I believe there are theories that he was like food poisoned. Like like not just like uh, oh someone forgot to wipe their butt and they made chicken or something. <laughs> but it was like a like a, oh I'm I'm putting this cyanide in your chicken.
0: Oh and it didn't and, and he still he still put up 63, right? <laughs> yeah, he still didn't
1: <laughs> die from the cyanide. It's pretty insane. Mm. Uh, next question at Justin white VA Mm -hmm. listening to your pod during my Wednesday AM workout causes me to legit giggle mid set. Now everyone (laughs) thinks I'm low T do I try to reclaim my dignity by writing running backs matter with chalk powder repeatedly on the mirror or go home immediately to convince my wife not to leave me for Denny. Uh,
0: That's not going to happen. First of all, my my suggestion would be while, while you're lifting weights for, for each rep, just scream, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. And eventually people will catch on. Oh man, I thought that guy was low T because he was giggling last week. But this week he's screaming Nick Chubb, who is a who is a strong manly running back, you know? So uh, he must be high T.
1: Yeah. Next question at Diddy Kittle was dropped in my league and I have Waller. Would I even start Kittle over Shady in the flex in the standard league? Waller obviously locked in as tight end one out of loyalty to the hashtag brand. Look <laughs> Guys, this is a situation where if there's a good player on the waiver wire, and even if you have a good starter on your team, yeah. you should still go after that player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, George Kittle, I would still take George Kittle over Darren Waller from here on out. By the
0: way. Yeah. Wait. Well, uh, why? Why is Kittle on the waiver wire? I don't. Understand. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't understand that. But it,
0: so, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit slow, but is it is it that bad? I think he's still getting some. decent target numbers and
1: here's the thing here's the thing they had a buy this past week so that means that he was probably dropped before that buy which means he just sat on the waiver wire Mm. man what's going on in that league bro
0: i mean i mean if george kittle is on your wire you need to pick him up no matter what loyalty you have to darren waller for god's sake
1: (laughs) yeah yeah uh next question is at cd carter 69 if you were to make a street fighter game of fantasy football analysts what would your finishers be, and why is Denny's finisher a corn up the anus and through the mouth? Oh my! I just, had, I, just had, I just had to read that one. <laughs> oh man!
0: So someone someone would have to have someone's finishing move would have to be to take a spreadsheet out of their pocket and slice open the throat of their opponent.
1: That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But here's so Street Fighter is not really a finisher game though. I'm just just saying. That was more Mortal Kombat.
0: Oh, I thought I you know what? I, my brain just assumed that he said Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, cuz finish him was like a thing. Like that yeah. was like what Mortal Kombat. But I was I was I was on team Street Fighter for the record. I was. Me too.
0: But mostly because my parents would never let me play Mortal Kombat. Yeah,
1: Mortal Kombat was like a was like a you have edgy parents. Uh that that was the deal if you had Mortal Kombat.
0: Or parents who didn't know, you know or parents didn't parents. know. Because uh, I would go over, a, you know, kid's house and we play Mortal Kombat. And I said, "Do your parents know know you have this?" And they said, "They don't know I have anything." Like they, they don't know, <laughs> you know, they don't know I have I have video games. Period. And I was like, well, okay, let's just let's play then.
1: Let's do it." This next one made me laugh. This is from at Benghazi underscore Jeff. <laughs> Better way to own the libs: use a bench spot all season long for Colin Kaepernick, or put a huge ass bow on the hood of your wife's car every night so you can say Merry Christmas year round. <laughs>
0: that's i oh wow um i mean uh, lib ownage i don't know if it's lib ownage it's some it's somebody's getting owned by having kaepernick on your bench yeah i don't
1: know if it's i think that's the opposite of lib ownage
0: Uh, yeah i mean you're first of all you're owning yourself so that is a good first step in in trying to own someone else um it yeah that's that's an amazing one i've never even considered that
1: yeah next one at the fantasy mds Uh, What do we do with DeAndre Hopkins? He's been abysmal. I'm running mad waiting for his big game. What do I do with him? Also time to cut John Ross for Deontay Johnson, right? LOL. Uh, John Ross now injured for like a month, they're they're saying. He's like a fringe drop um, just because A.J. Green might be back eventually. It's not like John Ross is like this must play every week. Um, But DeAndre Hopkins, I, I wrote about him in 15 transactions this week He's had twenty plus percent of the team's targets in every game this year. Only six mm-hmm. other wide receivers have hit that. He also played Jalen Ramsey and Casey Hayward this year. Um, and then and the, week one he obviously blew up. Last week was just the only game that was sort of questionable. Um, so I I I think DeAndre Hopkins is a clear buy. He gets he's going to go nuts against Atlanta this week.
0: Right. He'll be he'll be, he'll be fine. Like the. These wide receiver ones, just like running back ones, don't score 28 points every week. You know, right, like, right. like I, I'm, I would love to buy low on Hopkins. I don't know who would possibly sell him at after. Yeah. You know, right. With with this upcoming schedule. but.
1: Uh, this next question is from at Weepy Carter 13. How do you guys watch football on Sundays? Do you just watch red zone until the night game or are we talking multiple screens? What do you do, Denny?
0: Uh, I watch exactly one screen. I watch Red Zone. There's literally no reason for me to watch uh, anything else.
1: Yeah, I watch Red Zone on Sundays to kind of get everything. And then Monday mornings while I write 15 transactions, I have every other game on my other monitor playing. While really? I, yeah, so that I can like at least see everything that happened.
0: But you mean one at a time?
1: Yeah, one at a time.
0: Oh, okay, I thought you meant like split screen, like 10, 10 screens. At
1: no, screen. no, no. So yeah, I just I, I want to make sure that I've seen everything so that I can like talk about it competently.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I it is. I, I it's almost weird when I watch a, a game in its entirety. I I don't I don't necessarily love it. I'm used to the you know the constant stimulation of, of red zone, kind of rewires your brain. You know. No, That's true. To, it's true. Yeah. To expect to be you know. One hundred percent of the time, be shown the greatest plays possible. Even when there's a slow period on red zone, you're you kind of feel in the back of your mind like, like what what's happening? What's going on? Why why am I not entertained at this but like at this very moment?
1: The worst part though with red zone is when you know things are happening in other games because you have the stat trackers up. Yeah, and and the game they're like they're like just like cutting. They're they're just not they're not cutting and they're just using. Uh, the footage of their main, because there's always like a main game that they like go back to all the time. And it's like of a kicker getting ready to make a kick or something. And it's just like completely irrelevant. Yeah, I'm just yeah. screaming at my television to go to the other game because I want to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I, I will ignore that you said uh, it's irrelevant for a kicker uh, lining up uh, yeah, a, a field goal. Uh, but but I will say that Scott Hansen uh, continues, continues to pretend like people who are watching Red Zone care about the results of the game. They do not. They right. do not care about the results of the game. If they did, they would be watching the actual game. And so when he says this is the greatest two minutes, the last two minutes of the one o'clock games, no one's watching <laughs> for that. No, uh, no, no one cares about the timing. Well, they, we care about the time, but but no, no one cares who wins these games. Anybody watching Red Zone is watching, you know, entirely for fantasy purposes. Why can't? Why can we not talk about this?
1: Yeah. Uh, This next question is from at Fitz underscore eight, four, three. Have we safely dropped Antonio Brown? Yeah, he's not coming back this year. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's, he's done. Uh, Next question at Tummage Is JJ a troll? Probably. What? I'm probably a troll. I'm a troll to some people. I'm a troll. To pe- I'm a troll to people who troll me, Denny.
0: I guess. But like how, out of the two of us, how is someone asking if you're the troll?
1: No, no. I, I don't think that he's saying, am I more of a troll than you? You are a troll.
0: Oh okay.
1: Okay. I think it's more. M.I.A. troll? There are yeah. instances. I mean, look. The only way that I can get through a football season is, is is if I sarcastically jab back to people. That's the only way. I need to. It's like that guy who who hit me up about Leonard Fournette earlier right. this week that you did the Patreon post on. Uh, of course, I'm going to say something. To that guy. Of course, I'm going to own him. Yeah, I
0: mean, well, he set himself up. You, 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 you didn't have to do anything. It was like a, it was like an alley oop, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, like if had... it's
1: yeah, if it's good trolling, that's one thing. If it's this horrendous trolling, I'm gonna own you.
0: Right. I mean, you're not spending ten minutes crafting a tweet at the president, you know, right. like I, like I am, which is basically <laughs> the extent of my citizenship, you know, at this point.
1: Right. right. Uh, next question at underscore Jeff underscore Hicks underscore. Uh, if Will Mfing Disley finishes top three at tight end will he eat a printout of his of his sell disley part of 15 transactions for this week yeah sure again i think disley is a sell candidate based on what he did last week and the touchdown regression that's coming but at the same time i think that he's going to be a tight end one throughout the rest of the season i think both things can be true
0: someone said that he i'm sorry that will disley could be a top three overall tight end
1: yeah it's not happening
0: no, of course it's not happening. That that that's that is not happening. I mean, that's not. It's not, nothing even close is going to happen. You're you're going to drop Will Disley within three weeks. Trust me on this. I you're can't wait. Be,
1: I cannot wait until Will Disley finishes the top three tight end. Y-
0: you are going to be so fed up with him getting no target. Well, you know what? He's he is no. He's going to see a twenty percent target share, which in the Seattle offense, when it's clicking, when it's going right, twenty percent target share is three targets. So you know that the. <laughs> You're going to, you're going to get tired of that.
1: Next question at zip code. If your 16 year old self knew what you did for a living, how happy slash horrified would they be? Mm, man. I, I feel like my 16 year old self would love it. That's like, that's like when I started playing fantasy football, like right, I, right before that I started playing fantasy football and now it's my job. Of course that my 16 year old self uh-huh. would say that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little, I, I'm in a different boat because I didn't start playing fantasy football until I was twenty. Ah, okay. Yeah. And and so I've been playing for about 15, 16 years. At, at sixteen, I knew of fantasy sports. I did not play any fantasy sports. I but I guess I guess if someone told me that, I would be like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Because I've always been I've always like been into the, the statistical aspect of sports. So I think that it would make sense to me. I don't know if I'd be pumped up about it, <laughs> Yeah, but, but
1: yeah. Uh, next question at Bethany L Peters, I feel kind of left out, uh, left out of all the high T labels. Oh. What is the fantasy football equivalent of high E drafting players because they're good looking thoughts?
0: Oh man, Bethany. I, you know, I, I, I have thought about about how exclusionary this this high T low T thing is I get caught up in it because there are so many high testosterone guys just crushing me all day I, especially from high stakes twitter I mean they're they're in my DMs challenging me to $1000 games anyway I you know I don't I don't know I don't you Bethany can you maybe you can come up with some sort of uh, shtick here because I feel a little bit um unqualified to to go to talk about the high e or low e
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like we need we need some more discourse on this like on the you know online instead of I, us thinking about it
0: yeah i need i need to hear from the three women who listen to this podcast
1: that's right that's right uh this next question is from at floor guitar any quarter season hot takes that you want to share i want to say that will will disley is going to be a top three tight end for the rest of the season no i'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I'll say I'll say um, from here on out, Devontae Freeman is a fringe RB one. Really? Yeah, the usage is there. He's like he's like top seven in usage right now. Hmm. I, I I I it can it can happen. It can turn around.
0: I hate that take because I have no Freeman. Absolutely Look, no. I'm not
1: saying like he's not the same running back that he used to be. It's really just let's let's hope that positive touchdown regression happens and all that. But yeah, I mean. Either that or how about like Carryon Johnson finishes as a top 5 running back for the rest of the season?
0: Um sure. <laughs> my okay, so my take would be about Hollywood Brown. Oh, uh, I like
1: this. Yeah. Give me yeah. give me give me the Hollywood Brown takes. I mean, Hollywood Brown has a trillion air yards. Yes, he is third most in the league behind only Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. He has a 25% yeah. target share. He is going to blow yeah. up. He is yeah. going
0: to blow up. I mean, if you could get him right now in your league, you have to do it. Like, yeah, it's it's coming. It's just a matter of time. And once it happens, it is over. You're never getting you prying him away from uh, from whoever has him on the roster. So uh, yeah, my take would be Hollywood Brown as, a, as a, a top 12 wide receiver by the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Uh, This last question is from at K Houston 413. Any concerns with Ingram's target share with Shepard healthy and now Tate returning? um i don't know if i would be that concerned mm. about it he, he should still i mean he should still see a decent chunk in that offense yeah
0: i mean i don't think tate like destroys uh ingram's value and and remember the giants are going to be in pass heavy scripts for a lot you know even even though they're improved with with jones i think that they'll, they'll still have to be in a position where they have to drop back a lot
1: he also says, "What is JJ's highest competitive rank in Overwatch, and if Denny played, who would his main be? Denny would be a Genji main. Denny doesn't know what that means. I have no idea what My that. My highest is. competitive rank was two nine nine seven. I was just about to be a diamond dog, but I was I'm still I'm always in platinum. But I don't really play that much Overwatch anymore because number one, it's football season. Number two, I had a child, so it's a lot difficult, more difficult to play video games. And number three, Overwatch just got a little worse. Got a little worse. Denny, um, do, do we have any Facebook questions?"
0: Oh, we do, we do. By the way, uh, uh, Diamond Dog, Diamond Dogs is a uh, Bowie album, so I, I heard that part.
1: There uh, you go. Uh,
0: all right, let me let me look for the um, Facebook questions from our good friend Greg Bryant, the ninth. Uh, he asks, and now I can't find the questions. I'm just gonna vamp here for. Oh, here we go. Uh, Greg Greg Bryant says, uh, here's a thread to ask Danny questions for the show. Uh, I'll start. Is fantasy football broken this year, especially the wide receivers? Nothing makes sense. TJ Yeldon scored more points than OBJ and Hopkins combined. AJ Brown scored more more than all three of them combined. Do you think the simulation is trying to prepare us uh, for an even more grim and unpredictable future? No. I think I think these guys are seeing the same opportunity that we thought they would.
1: Look, this is this is I opened up my fifteen transactions podcast today with this, where every single year, every year after two or three or four games, people go to Twitter and they say this is the weirdest year yet in fantasy football. But it's at the end of the season, we never say that. We no. never say this is the weirdest year. It's because we're we're working in small sample sizes. Right.
0: When you, yes. When you're working with a two or three week size, sample size, then you, yeah, things look really weird because OBJ was unusable last week. So, Dave, uh, I'm sorry, Dave, about your last name. I, I'm going to ruin it. Dave Raduig. Re, okay. We're going to go with Dave Raduig says Is it too soon to decorate your house for Halloween? Apparently, in my neighborhood, I'm running late. No, Dave. No, you have the green light from me to decorate your house. It is October first. It is Halloween season. SZN. do it. Decorate your house. It's time.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with that.
0: And yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, people who, who do that in uh, Labor Day, uh, you know, should be imprisoned. Uh, Bri, uh, Bri ant. That's his name on Facebook. I don't know what to tell you. Is the running back position really this much of a dumpster fire this year? I've got some good wide receiver depth because I'm low T and was, and was looking around the league to see if I could trade for an upgrade or some depth at running back. But it looks like the rest of the league is just as thin at running back as I am. Uh, one guy has lost three running backs. The, the guy has negative T. So... I kind of experienced the same thing uh, in a couple of leagues, including Apex, where I was looking to make a trade for a running back and nothing looked appealing.
1: Yeah, I, I have Chris Carson and Leonard Fournette in that league, and that's about it.
0: That's well, that's pretty sweet. Works. Yeah. Um, sorry if you heard my uh, Skype make a little pop there. Um, and then finally, Armando Guzman, friend of the show, says, what should I dress up for? Uh, what should I dress up as for Halloween? This is a Halloween podcast, apparently. I was thinking about going as the ghost of De- DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> or Freddie Mercury. Please help. Gee, it's <laughs> I like too the, soon. It's too the, soon.
1: The ghost of DeAndre. Just put a sheet over yourself <laughs> and then just put his jersey on. And then you're good to go.
0: It's it's easy.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's going to do it for today's show, I guess. I'm, I'm ready to, to pass out.
0: That's good. I think we have given the people their content, and and I will answer as many questions as I can on the Thursday podcast, which you can find on the Patreon page.
1: Uh, Denny, where can everyone find you?
0: Uh, at CD Carter thirteen. I forgot my handle for a second. You
1: did. Wow.
0: <laughs> I was like CD. At CD Carter thirteen on Twitter.
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at late round QB. Uh, you can also subscribe to my podcast, the Late Round Podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found, and subscribe to this one too if this is your first time listening. Denny, do you have a uh, you have a uh, tilt montage? Right,
0: I do. You know what? It's it's shorter than usual, and that's what she said.
1: Very nice. Good luck in Week Five, everyone. We will catch you next week. Uh,
0: 2:22 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, the only legitimate time zone, and I just had a, uh, an extended conversation with my dad uh, about Lamar Jackson. My dad believes that Lamar Jackson has grown out his hair to create even more padding for his skull. He, he really, truly, truly believes that this take is correct, that the, the helmet is not enough, that he has strategically grown out his hair for protection purposes. He's pointing to Lamar Jackson on the sidelines with his helmet off and saying to me over and over, See? See? Look at this guy. Look at... That's a lot of padding. That's padding. That's just good, safe, a good safe strategy for for a young quarterback. And I said, okay, I mean, that's enough. like we, don't, we. I, I think you've worn out this joke. It's not a joke, he says. Not a joke. It's for real. I'm tilting. I just want to say it's 2 two thirty three p.m. and I'd like to rescind my mock vomit uh, sound effect from Tuesday's Living the Stream when JJ recommended uh, Marcus Q. Mariota, the ninth, as a streamer, and I said, or I said, I'm going to vomit, or something like that. And now Mariota is the QB one on the week and will almost definitely be a top three quarterback on the week, depending on how the rest of these games go. Uh, so I guess, uh, in short, uh, owned again, nevertheless, I'm tilting. 2.44 uh, p.m., and I'm trying to come up with what the Running Backs Matter uh, crowd will say once Wayne Gallman is, A, an every-week starter in fantasy, and be an incredibly productive one in real life. I I don't know what they're going to come up with, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be something along the lines of Gallman lacks explosiveness, um, vision, trying to think of other things, the footwork. Um, Oh, oh, patience. Patience is a big one. And of course, Saquon Barkley has all, all of these things in spades. I mean, Saquon Barkley is obviously very good, by the way. No one's denying that. Um, but yeah, I mean, running back doesn't matter. And the Goleman, the Goleman situation, which of course was my 90s ska band, is going to be a tough one for the running backs matter crowd. Uh, they will be tilting. p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and I have a a theory that I believe is not totally crazy about how Bill Belichick ensured that Josh Allen would not compile his usual rushing stats in week four. He referred to Allen earlier this week... As a running back, he says something like, he operates like a running back, which of course is the ultimate insult for a quarterback. I mean, with a, with a black quarterback, you're talking about racial overtones, but even with a white quarterback, it's a <clears throat> slap in the face. Saying you, by saying that, you're saying you do not play your position properly. And I think Josh Allen is taking that as a challenge from the evil empire, from Darth Vader himself. Whoever the guy who creates Darth Vader is, the the biggest baddie in star in Star Wars, who whatever his name is, that's Bill Belichick, obviously. The most evil man in the universe. Anyway, so Josh Allen, at least four times today through three quarters, has dropped back And patted the ball and sat there and sat there and sat there and looked and pump faked. And then either thrown a pick or thrown it out of bounds. Or, of course, taken the sack. Normal Josh Allen, usual Josh Allen, would be in that position and not even pump fake it once. He'd take off. He'd take off for a 10-yard game, for a 15-yard game. And so even in a in a statistically horrifying outing like today, he would at least have the rushing yards. And possibly, you know, if if the variance hits, he'd have a rushing touchdown. And his day would be saved. But no. No. Not today. Not today. Do I have a fair bit of Josh Allen exposure? I do. And I'm tilting. I see now that Josh Allen did in fact get his rushing touchdown, and now he's not in the game. And I suppose he's out. I don't know what's happening. I don't. And Bar- Matt Barkley just threw a pick in the end zone. What the hell is happening right now? I stepped away for literally two minutes. I'm not kidding. Two minutes. Allen's gone. He rushed for a touchdown. Apparently, Barkley is in. He's throwing picks. In the what I don't. that Patriots uh, uh, tilting. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now, it won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out. sure about the
1: team's